You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 9th, 2021. My name is Phil Mike. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about some of the veteran players. Well, sort of veteran players, that are on the Magic Summer League roster. We'll talk about Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba. Well, Mo Bamba's not technically on the Summer League roster. But we'll, we'll talk about uh, what the Magic worked on over the over the weekend and, and what we learned about the team and, and some of the players over the weekend as the Magic continue practice in preparation for Monday's game against the Golden State Warriors. We'll close out today's show with what I'm looking for and what I'm looking toward as Summer League begins, what you should be watching as Summer League begins as well. We'll get to all that Coming up here in just a moment, but before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching wherever download podcasts for Locked On in the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the line of magic with excruciating detail. There's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Golden State Warriors? Check out Locked On Warriors. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On Podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On, any team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Before we dive into this, into today's episode and, and the beginning of the week, uh, I do have to make a quick podcast announcement. I am going on vacation this week. I will be out of town, so uh, I am going to try and record episodes uh, while I'm away um, as, I'm, as I'm able to watch games. Um, I, they might be a little bit behind. Um, I do apologize for that. Uh, this is a, I'm going to a cousin's wedding, so no working around summer league schedule for that. Um, you can always follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md, as well as at Orlando Magic Daily at omagicdaily on Twitter. We will have complete coverage of the Magic Summer League, so if you're looking for up-to-date stuff on the Orlando Magic Summer League, that will be your best bet. Um, we will, I will, again, I will try as I watch games to do quick recaps here on the podcast feed so you're not... So deprived. When I get back from my vacation next week, it'll be next Sunday, um, uh, that I'll be back in town. I will hopefully be able to do a more thorough review of the Magic Summer League to that point. Um, They might still be playing. Who knows? Um, uh, uh, But uh, there will be an episode today. There will be an episode tomorrow recapping uh, the Magic's game against the Warriors. uh, And then we will get into... And then I will be kind of sporadic for the rest of the week. So that's your site announcement here. Um, I'm going on vacation this week, so I may not be around as much as I would like um, to enjoy all the Summer League stuff with you. But for complete analysis, please be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily or follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. But on to our regularly scheduled program. The Orlando Magic are getting set for their first Summer League game. They've been practicing all weekend long. They practiced uh, Thursday was their first day of practice. They practiced Friday. They practiced Saturday. Um, no media availabilities after st- on Sunday, so they either didn't practice or they just weren't available to the media. Um, we will get to see them in action on Monday. At long last, the debut of Jalen Suggs, the debut of Franz Wagner, the return of Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton, and the coaching debut of Jamal Mosley. Um, we'll get into what we're going to look for and what, what how we're going to kind of judge the summer league. Um, and what what makes a successful summer league, I think, coming up toward the end of the episode. But I do want to start with the veteran players. Um, I do think sometimes we have outsized expectations for what summer league is, especially for 
older players, so the second-year players. We expect them to come in and look the part, to be a lot better than everyone around them. And and maybe that's a bit unfair. Maybe that's a bit put, uh, putting too much expectations. But with guys that we've seen play and be successful at the NBA level, jumping down to this level, you know, for lack of a better way to phrase it, it does feel like these guys should be the alpha. It does feel like Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton should be the best players on the floor or some of the better players on the floor when they hit it. Um, you know, who does Golden State have that's going to be better than than Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton, at least from an NBA perspective, I'm sure. You know, Jonathan Kuminga might be a little bit better and Moses Moody might end up being, being better or, you know, James Wiseman, who's not going to be playing, should be better. But Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton are going to come into this game on Monday as the most experienced players on the floor. But like I'm going to argue a little bit later on, don't look at stats. Stats are nice. They give you some judge. They, they give you some feedback on productivity. But stats are not the answer. Stats aren't everything in this situation. Stats are not going to be ultimately how we judge the success or failure of this tournament. And Cole Anthony will be the first to tell you that. Look, the Magic are a different team than they were beforehand. New coaching staff brings new terminology, new plays, new new sets, new uh, rotations, new schemes, new uh, coverages. Now, a lot of the NBA stuff is the same, and yes, Cole Anthony does have that experience running it, but it's all new still. Not to mention, this is his first summer league with summer league last year being canceled. Cole Anthony has proven a lot on the floor already. There's There's... There's no doubt about it. And he's been thrown into the fire as much as anyone else. And so like the Magic themselves, Cole Anthony is trying to tie everything together. Um, What this second season's really going to be for Cole Anthony, I think, is, yes, advancing some of his skills that that he showed in his rookie year and and to kind of solidify his role in the NBA. Because I think we all agree that Cole Anthony should have been all-rookie on the all-rookie team. Um, Cole Anthony certainly agrees with that. Um, I, I don't see a reason why he didn't make one of the all-rookie teams. Um, he had the numbers, maybe the longevity, but there are players who played fewer games than him that made that team. Um, he had the number, the raw numbers, but now it's about making those numbers more meaningful. You know, yes, he had, what, 39 points against the Philadelphia 76ers in the last game? That, that, that didn't mean anything. The, game, the reason why we buzzed about the games against Cleveland and Memphis was those minutes, those points had meaning. Cole Anthony won those games, literally won those games uh, with shots and big plays toward the end. And that's why a lot of us are really excited about Cole Anthony. We're certainly excited about his leadership um, and, and the way that he's really taken to this team and, and really seems to to be, uh, you know, loves his, loves his guys, uh, for lack of a better way to phrase it. But Cole Anthony knows he's got work to do too, um, to get where he needs to go and, and where the coaching staff, this new coaching staff, wants him to be. Look, Anthony was fine last year. 12.9 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game. Shooting splits of 39.7, 33.7, 83.2. Not efficient at all. Had some real struggles shooting and beyond the arc. He would admit that. Um, But some positive signs. After the trade deadline, Anthony upped his averages and shooting percentages to 15 points per game, 5 rebounds per game, 4.5 assists per game, and splits of 41.7, 34.8, 82.9. It's 41-7 from the floor, 34-8 from beyond the arc, 
82-9 from the foul line. He got better. Gave him more time, gave him more experience. He got better. And the expectation is those will continue to improve. But where Anthony really wants to take that next step is defensively. After practice on Friday, Anthony said, quote, This year, coach wants me to be an elite defender. I don't think I was the best defender last year. My goal this year is to become a much better defender. He, Jamal Mosley, keeps telling me to be more and more like my dad. We have some new principles and everyone has their own calls. It's pretty much, I'm a rookie again, learning his new scheme and everything new about him. Talking about his coach there, Jamal Mosley. Indeed, Cole Anthony, especially as a rookie point guard, his defense was not good. 0.9 defensive win shares, minus 1.3 defensive box, plus minus according to basketball reference. You look at every kind of catch-all defensive metric, Raptor, real plus minus, and the like, Anthony rated in the bottom fifth of the league. Um, Yes, so Cole Anthony has a lot of work to do defensively. It's not something he's a natural at. He's a competitor. No one's doubting his competitive nature or his willingness to work. But defense has always been a shortcoming of his. He's always been known as a scorer more than a defender or two-way player. Whether Cole Anthony can get up to an elite defensive level, that is certainly up for debate. He doesn't quite have the size, I think, to be that great, but he could certainly be pesky. I mean, shoot, Jameer Nelson came into the league undersized. No one thought he could be a good defender, and he turned out to be a pretty pesky defender. I remember thinking that very early in his career, how Jameer just got after people. And that made up for a lot of his lack of size. If you're willing to work hard on it, if you're willing to just bother people, you can make up for a lot of, de- of uh, physical shortcomings. Now, will that help you when the games really matter? Who knows? But to me, what Cole Anthony has displayed throughout the course of his short NBA career is an incredible maturity. This guy that's been around the NBA game, like he said, his father, Greg Anthony, was an NBA player. He's been around this league. He understands what this league is about. He's seen, you know, Greg Anthony was a true professional too. And a great defender as well. Cole Anthony has shown plenty of maturity throughout the course of his short career again. Both with how he dealt with the trades, how he dealt with the losing season, how he's dealt with and kept in the air of teammates, how he seems to have approached his work in the offseason to get better, to improve. To be in this position where the Magic are going to rely on him, where his teammates are going to rely on him, and where Summer League feels like it could be a showcase for him. There's already some reporting and some rumors that Anthony may only play two games. May not, maybe only even play one game on, on Monday because the Magic feel like he has taken that big of a leap. Personally, I would like to see this on the floor before we make those decisions, but that's just me. The Magic are going to ask a lot of Cole Anthony. You know, he may not start immediately, he, or he may start at the beginning of the season and go to the bench as Markel Fultz comes back. He may end up being the long-term starter at point guard. He may play alongside Jalen Suggs a lot. He may not play alongside Jalen Suggs a lot. But Cole Anthony has really shown that he can be a team leader. That he can be someone that his teammates count on. He can be someone that's going to work hard to put himself and this team in the best position possible. There's been a lot of change with the Orlando Magic. And that change has kind of forced someone like Cole Anthony to focus in and really be intense and intent on the changes he's going to make to fit into this new reality. It, you know, to say the least, 
It takes a lot to gain Steve Clifford's trust. And even though Cole Anthony was not the best defender, his willingness to work and his competitiveness certainly gained his coach's trust. It feels like he is gaining that all over again. And for Cole Anthony especially, that change can have a transformational effect on a first-year player turning into a second-year player. I am very excited to see what Cole Anthony does on Monday night. We'll talk a little bit about Mo Bamba, who is with the Magic in Vegas, will not be playing in Summer League, but why he decided to join the team in Las Vegas. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Stat Hero. Do, do you know, 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose. That's kind of how it's set up. Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you do. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. You name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control here. Stat Heroes DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one, mono e mono Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. So let's make one more thing perfectly clear before we get into Summer League proper. Mo Bamba does not have to be in Las Vegas. Mo Bamba does not have to practice with the team. He is not required to do any of that. If I'm not mistaken, it is in the standard NBA contract or it is collectively bargained or it is something one way or the other that only players in their second or first year are required to be at Summer League. Everything else is optional. Everything else is at the player's discretion. They don't have to be in practice. Even the ones that show up at Summer League, they don't have to do anything. Certainly with a new coach, you want to be around him and, and maybe understand what he's trying to do, but Mo Bamba does not have to be at Summer League. But Mo Bamba knows he has to be at Summer League. Mo Bamba knows that he's got a lot of work to do. And, and now that he has a, coaching staff, a new coaching staff and a new opportunity, he's got a lot of catching up to do too. There's no getting around it. If you've listened to this podcast, you follow Mo Bamba's career, you know it's been a rough go. He struggled to find his place in the rotation. The conditions within the Magic changed very drastically on him. It has not been a fair shake for him. On top of that, he had injuries. Injuries again. COVID. More injuries. He's been kind of kicked and knocked down a few pegs. And now entering a make-or-break season where he will become a restricted free agent at the end of the year, Mo knows he's got to make an impression, both with coaching staff to get an opportunity and on the court. And make no mistake about it, the Magic, rest- uh, the Magic signed Robin Lopez, at least in part, because the Magic don't know if they can count on either of their centers in Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter to be on the floor consistently. 
Well, Wendell Carter certainly is the favorite to be the center just because he's more consistent player and just a, a more kind of solid defensive presence. Mo Bamba's still the one with more potential. Mo Bamba's still the one the Magic actually drafted over Wendell Carter. And Mo Bamba's still the one that who knows what he can be. He's got a lot to prove. So showing up at Summer League is certainly a sign that he is willing to put in that work. Bamba said, uh, said after practice on Saturday, quote, for me, coming out here was a no-brainer. We've got a new coach, new system, new guys. I wanted to get acclimated before training camp. Coming out here, I had a choice to stay home and, at home and work with the coaches that didn't come to Summer League. I could come here and add in these good deposits with the team. Yes, this is very much about getting acclimated to, to, to a new group and showing what he could do. Because in all, in all intents and purposes, Bamba is still something of a rookie or something of a young player just because he hasn't really had much opportunity. Yes, he was the backup center for most of his rookie season before a stress fracture and his, uh, and his leg led him to miss the last 30 games of the season. He came back for summer league, played a couple games, had another injury, kind of set him back again. Really didn't do much his second year, to be perfectly honest. Really struggled his second year. And just as it felt like, you know, again, he was fully healthy from the leg injury, it usually takes a year after the injury, to fully recover. Just as he seemed to be picking up a rhythm and the Magic were making their playoff push, the pandemic hit, shut everything down. Bamba put in the work, added weight. You know, huge question mark for him was adding weight. It showed both physically and with his play on the court. But a COVID diagnosis just before the team went into the bubble um, kind of sapped him of all his energy again, sapped him of all his momentum. Uh, and eventually, he was just not able to build a condition to stay on the court. The reason given for some of his struggles to get the ro- get into the rotation in the 2021 season was because of that lack of conditioning. But at a certain point, it just became a lack of trust with the new with the coaching staff and Steve Clifford. I never sensed that Steve Clifford disliked Mo. I got the sense, though, that Steve Clifford just didn't trust Mo, or didn't feel that Mo gave him the best chance to win. And that, at that point, you know, when the Magic drafted Mo. They thought they would be rebuilding for a little while. They probably thought that they would have the time to develop him, give him a year to understudy Nicole, with Nikola Vucevic and then put him into the starting lineup. The team's expectations changed dramatically and quickly to where Bamba probably wasn't the right guy to pick or this wasn't the right situation for Mo. Now it is. Now it's a rebuilding team. Now it's a team focused on player development, focused on really helping guys get better individually with the idea of that turning into wins rather than focused on winning at the, at the sacrifice of player development. Things have changed completely, and Mo understands that. We all saw the viral video right after Jamal Mosley got hired, him working directly with Mo Bamba on the floor on his post-up game. Again, we don't know how much of that will translate. We don't know how much of that is part of the work or, or what the Magic want him to do. But Mo has really taken to the work. I don't think anyone has ever questioned Mo's work ethic. The guy wants to work. The guy wants to be better. There's been, even Mo would say, you know, he's got, you know, I think Mo said on the uh, uh, interview that he did with uh, with uh, Cameron Magruder, with Scooter Magruder, um, that, you know, he's been working on his motor. And that's just more about understanding where to be and being confident enough and aggressive enough to get there. I, I never questioned Mo's effort. 
if motor is different than effort, then yes, then Mo's got to understand and diagnose plays quicker and have just have more kind of defensive awareness. I think that's that's absolutely something that he needs. But Mo is taking advantage of every opportunity he can to get better. And that's really what you want to see. That's kind of the culture that we're seeing develop and grow with this Magic team so far. That they have a bunch of guys who are trying and want to get better. And are really putting in, again, the time. Not just going through the motions, but putting in the time to do so. I definitely think Mo has hit that. And Mo has put himself in that position. Of course, again, everything is so much easier said than done. Everything is so much um, trickier in real life. But Bamba has done everything that we can tell to be better and to be in a position to help this team win next season or to help to help himself improve and thus help the team win next season. Being at Summer League, putting in this work, putting in this effort can only help the young center. Bo will not be playing at Summer League, but with Summer League starting for the Orlando Magic, we'll talk about what to watch for and how to judge success in Summer League. I want to really stress these points coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's literally something for everyone. Whether you want a fruity flavor like Cherry Barcia or Raspberry, or chocolatey flavor like Cookies and Cream or German Chocolate. You can count on Built Bar to taste exactly like what it says on the box and to give you uh, a taste and to give you a uh, really a protein bar that you will absolutely enjoy. doesn't matter what your favorite flavor is. You will find one no matter which flavor you get. You can order even a mixed box with two of each of the nine flavors. And the best part about Built Bars is they're not only the best tasting, they're healthy too. These are not your typical protein bars that you find at the grocery store or at the convenience store that are actually meal replacement bars. You, you grab them. You know that they aren't going to taste exactly right. You just, you just accept that. And you look at the bar and it says it's like 350 calories. That's a meal. That's not a snack. That's not a supplement. That's not going to help you get you through your day. It's going to make you feel heavy and tired. You don't want that either. Check out the macros on most of these bars. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty flavors. You will love these bars. I can almost guarantee it. Can't quite guarantee it, but I can almost guarantee it. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all those gold medals were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get your 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Be sure also to check out our pals at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, you know, 
I, I, I am in a couple magic groups. I, you know, I, I try to. I, I'm, I, I openly crowdsource. I want to. I want to know what people are talking about and 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 get an idea of what the what the pulse of magic fans are. Because ultimately, you guys are my readers. You guys are my listeners. You guys are my audience. So yes, you could probably find me. You know, scoping around uh, different different chat rooms, different discussion boards, different Reddit threads, whatever. Um, just to kind of get a sense of what people are talking about, what people are wondering, what people are thinking. And, and and one thought always pops up around this time of year in Summer League, and, and I'm guilty of doing this too, this this thought that we expect the Magic to win the Summer League. That, that That's irrelevant. Who cares? Um, we expect that certain players will have big statistical performances. Or we want to see big statistical performances. I saw you know, some people, you know, probably jokingly, but saying, I'm expecting Jalen to drop 15-5-8 and eight or something like that uh, in Monday's game. Or I'm expecting these big statistical numbers. I- I'm going to sit here right now and tell you that's not the goal of Summer League. That's not what you actually want to see. Or, I mean, it's not bad if you see that. I'm not saying don't be happy if Suggs averages 20, 20 a game but or Cole averages 20 a game or whoever it is. Um, don't be upset by that, but... That's not necessarily the goal. Uh, I often tell people uh, my golden rule of Summer League is Summer League doesn't tell you who can play. It tells you who can't play. Um, I, I think it's easier to say, you know, I think it's easier to dis- easier to dismiss big numbers than it is to look at small numbers. Um, if someone really struggles in Summer League or someone looks like that they don't belong on the floor in Summer League, that should be a little bit of a warning. Um, whether someone scores a ton of points, whether someone puts up the big counting stats, yes, that's easy measurement, that's easy way to see things, but that's not really what matters. So I just want to give you a few, few, few things to think about as we go through these Summer League games. Um, the first being that, yes, the stats only matter to a point. Um, if... You know, Jalen Suggs struggles to get to 10 points on Monday. Do not panic. Monday will mark his first game since March, since the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm expecting a lot of rust. I'm expecting Monday's game especially to feature a lot of rust for a lot of guys uh, for a number of reasons. We'll get into some of them coming up here. But I think what you want to see from someone like Jalen Suggs or from Franz Wagner especially is that they get better as the week goes on. Um, look at this. Look at this as a progression, as much as much as anything else. That they are getting better. They are getting more comfortable. That they look like they know what they're doing or what's what they're what they're being asked to do. Don't look at guys who are just kind of chucking shots. And we saw a little bit of that uh, uh, in Sunday's debut, where you know Jalen Green was taking a lot of shots. Jonathan Kuminga, you know, has, was taking a lot of shots in his early game, early games with Golden State and Salt Lake State or in Sacramento. Um, those aren't bad. That might be what they're asked to do. But remember to keep everything in context. It's really, really important with Summer League not just to rely on the box score to tell you how a player played. Look at the bigger picture. Scotty Barnes is a great example. Scotty Barnes had a fantastic game. But I think you could also see some of the weaknesses of why, there, why I shared some skepticism about him. Offensive game still looks a little bit clunky. And while he was able to hit a lot of threes, his defense did a lot of the talking. And that's what you expected from him. And so, so far, it looks like Barnes, it, 
is as advertised. And that's not to take away from Scotty Barnes. I think he could still be a. I think he will be a really good player. Um, Toronto obviously picked him at four, so that wasn't an option for the Magic anyway at four at five. Um, but everything does. Everything needs context. That's that's really the big thing here. Everything needs context. Is you know if RJ Hampton takes twenty shots on Monday, is he going to get twenty shots in the game or? You know, with with RJ Hampton, maybe that's a little bit of a different story because I think one of the things that I'm looking for from RJ Hampton is that he shows a little bit more efficiency and patience. Um, that's what we saw him struggle with his rookie year in his time with Orlando, and he's able to put up numbers, but not all those numbers were productive numbers. Um, Steve Clifford said, you know, you can't really look at numbers in blowouts, and RJ Hampton got a lot of his numbers in blowouts. That's just that's just a fact of the math. That's just a fact um, when you look at it. So what you want to see is progression. You want to see context. You want to make sure that everyone's kind of filling in their role and understand how those numbers fit in. The next big thing I want to see is, again, kind of in the same tone of of, pro, of progression and improving, is how the team takes to Jamal Mosley. Um, more than anything else the Summer League, I want to get a better sense of how the Magic are going to play in the regular season. What kind of team does Jamal Mosley want them to be? All the video, all the talk that the Magic have done have really made it clear that he is focused on a high-energy defensive team. He wants his team to get after people defensively. Um, and and again, we're going to see, A, whether this team can execute that, and B, whether that is truly how he wants them to play. If that's the case, then then you know that, that's going to be the standard that we're going to have to play them to. Again, Jamal Mosley said this throughout the course of Summer League and every media available he's had since he got hired. Offensively, he wants to play with pace, he wants to play with space, and he wants to play with the pass. So again, judge him on those benchmarks. Are the Magic flowing quickly into their offensive sets? Are they moving up and down the floor? Are they playing with speed and intensity? Um, Are they spacing the floor? Are they able to hit outside shots? Are they able to create three-point shots? And finally... Are they making the extra pass? Are they moving the ball? Or is it just a series of isos and pick and rolls? Again, those are the ways he wants his offense to be judged. Defensively, he wants his team to be tough. He wants his team to be high communication. Uh, and again, really on, really tied together um, defensively. So again, are they making progress on these fronts? Are they getting better on these fronts? Those are the things that matter. And so yes... You do need to watch the games. Um, this isn't simply about looking at a box score and saying, "Oh, Jalen Suggs had 15, eight and five, or 15, five and eight, or whatever the case may be." He's ready for the regular season. Well, if he's shooting 38, percent I'd be a little bit concerned. Um, you know, again, it, the other part of this too is when you're looking at stats. Outside of the guys that are going to be on the roster, I don't really care. Um, like, look, if the Magic roll out a lineup with Suggs, uh, with Suggs. Cole, Hampton, and Wagner, I want that lineup to win its minutes. If they lose the other minutes by 20, I don't really care. I want the players that matter to be in positions, to be put themselves in positions to win, because I do think winning matters, um, but to get better and progress throughout the course of the week. Um, however, that, however they have to do that. Um, because again, roles are going to change. The players are obviously going to be better. Wins are only important in that they matter for winning. Um, but and that there's proof of concept for the lineups you're going to try and put out in the regular season. But overall, the score doesn't matter. The box score doesn't matter. 
It's the progress and and the and the uh, and the and the way that you play on the floor within the role that you're given. That's that's really what I'm looking for. We'll get into more of this as the week goes on, or or or, or, or in my recap of summer league, depending on when I'm able to record next. Um, but we'll talk about this certainly more uh, in tomorrow's episode when we recap Monday's game. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at R underscore me. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow to recap the Magic Summer League opener against the Warriors. But until then, for Orlando Magic Game, Locked On Magic is going to be full of awesome. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.